Good Friday morning, guys. My name is Jerry Miller, and welcome to Real Talk with Keith Smith. Thank you kindly for joining us. A pleasure to connect with you through the I Love Seville Network on the show presented by Yes Realty Partners, a name you can trust in real estate, Yes Realty Partners, the firm Yona and Keith Smith founded a handful of years ago. Keith Smith, the star of our program, our executive producer. An airhead. The namesake of Real Talk with Keith Smith and legitimately an airhead, a joke <coughs> you will understand in a mere minutes, matter of minutes. First, good morning, my friend. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. I um, Thank God I keep an extra spare of uh, eyeglasses. Did you leave them in the bathroom? No, I don't know what the heck I did with them. You know, but, you know, did you walk in with them? I don't know. Okay. I, I, you know They'll I, show up. Yeah. You know, uh, ask me what I did 20 minutes ago. I'm the same way, my friend. Yeah. So, I got glasses. I can see what I'm saying. You're looking sharp. Thank you. Thank Mustache you. trimmed. Mustache trimmed. Haircut done. You saw the Neil Williamson, Sean Tubbs Democratic debate. I did. At Hillsdale Conference Center Wednesday night. I do. Hey, I, I want, if you can tag both of them, I want to give them a shout out. Tagging um, them right now. I um, noticed in the NBC 29 coverage, they did not mention Sean or Neil Putting that, putting that on, and I think that was uh, that was a miss. I, I'm going to correct that error. They did a great job. Oh, phenomenal! Um, different format this time. I know, and I liked it. The Yankee Candles. Is that I what liked, it was there, well, uh, I, I, Neil I, Williamson? I, I think that's what it Yankee called it. Candle is what it's called. But the format was was really interesting. Um, so they got to ask one question, and, mm -hmm. I, and, and I may or may not steal this format from them. Oh, please. <laughs> uh, but they asked the question, and the candidate, the next candidate, had an opportunity either to answer that question or go to question number two or go to question number three or whatever, whatever it was. Um, I will tell you, the first couple of questions, I think everybody kind of did that until, until things got warmed up. You know, they just answered the same question. Uh, but Natalie was the first one, if I remember correctly, to say, I will take what's behind door number two. Natalie Oshron, the youngest yep. candidate in the race, yep. female, the only female. Yep. Uh, An event wedding planner at Pippin Hill. They did very, everybody did very well. Questions were great. Uh, the opening uh, questions were great. The opening statements are great. The closing statements are great. And a good, 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 set, of, good set of questions. There was about 25 people in the room. Okay. I don't know how many people were on Zoom, but I was one of the folks in the room. Uh, it, was a great, it was a great event, and I think it was the one that kicked off uh, the whole forum season uh, on it. So, T minus, to them. T minus 38 days until the June 20th Democratic primary. The June 20th Democratic primary is when we will know, because there are only Democrats running for city council, who will represent Charlottesville with the three seats that are up for grabs? Michael Payne and Lloyd Snook, the incumbents running for re-election. Ceda McGill in the third seat. She has chosen not to run for re-election. You have some challengers, including Bob Fenwick, who spent one term on council. Mm -hmm. He's also lost a race. Yeah. Um, multiple races, I believe, Bob Fenwick has lost. But he has one term on council. You have Natalie Oshrin. The youngest, the only female, and, and, and Mr. Cooper, who was not present. He did. He, he was he, sick. He was sick. He didn't. He didn't. He and Shaw Cooper was sick. He was, he was, he was not present. I, I do want to highlight this. Um, and, you know, he may be younger than Oshern. That's a good question. It's either Cooper or Oshern. I do want to highlight this. Cooper did not come on this talk show. And Cooper also missed the debate forum Williamson and Tubbs put on on Wednesday evening, 
those are two prime visibility windows um, and missed opportunities right there. For a candidate who is a bit of, of, um, of an unknown, I think that's fair to say. I'm not stepping out of line. A candidate that's young and unknown, missing two visibility forms. Well, the, the two younger candidates are technically unknown. I mean, 100%. I mean, 100%. There, there's a couple of platforms and good websites and so forth and so on that you can, you can read on it. But overall, uh, I, I really wanted to give uh, kudos to Neil and Sean. They really did a great job. They, they, they work well together. Their chemistry is, is really good. Um, and they made it um, fun and engaging at the same time. So a lot of good information got out. And I believe there's a Zoom link that you can watch the whole, whole thing. Um, yours truly got mentioned in it, which, uh, which was great to hear that folks are using housing affordability instead of affordable housing. I'm, like, I'm liking that. So look at that. It, 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 you say it enough and people actually start, uh, start uh, hearing it. So anyway, so I, I just wanted to give a shout out to them and kick the show off with that. Um, I think it was. So do you have a favorite? Now I that, favorite? I mean, you, you, you. Well, I can't vote. Right, no, you I'm live in Fluvanna, but you, you, you have a microphone and a platform. You do live in Fluvanna at the lake, so you can't vote in this race. You do interact with a lot of electeds, including those in the city. What's your crystal? We, we have a crystal ball. We have a crystal We have a magic wand. We have a magic wand. And I've tried to encourage you to go the route of the, uh, the Johnny Carson bit. I, I'm, with I'm, this to the head? I'm working. While wearing the headgear? I'm, I'm, the- I'm, I'm working on it, but it's... it's I just oh, can't get my friend. That would go viral. I'm, I'm, I'm wor- segment we could cut for you. I'm, I'm working on it, but at the moment, my goal is, is uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm being a bit of a short timer. I'm trying to get out of Dodge and and enjoy a, an anniversary trip with my with with my wife. But do you have? A, who do you think? Who do I think? Who are the three? Who that do are I gonna, think is going to win? Who do, who do? Yeah. Oh, who do I think would be better nope. behind the? Doesn't the matter. Bias. Better. Better doesn't matter. Better doesn't Who's matter. Gonna Who's going to win? Who's going to win? Who's going to win? Better does I not think matter. It, I think it's a tough call. I, I, I think Lloyd and Michael will, will make it. I think so, too. And, so be- and you think because of the value of name recognition, incumbent name recognition? Is that why? I think that's why. I think, I think also a lot of it is... Um, <clears throat> And again, this is my own personal belief, so that's, that's, we'll, we'll start off with that. Uh, that. You know, I know that there's a lot of great work that they have done that, that if they would come off, it would slow down, right? So I, I think they've, they have righted the ship of city council because it was a sinking ship. Oh, no doubt. Right. Not they just, come in, Snook and Payne coming in 2019. Yeah. If you remember, they come in right on the heels of the end of the Nakaya Walker term. Sure. Right on the heels of all that. Sure. Soap opera. Drama. That would be a, that would be a, a, that would be a kind statement. And they righted the ship. They righted the ship, right? So, so I, I, I think, you know, voters are a lot smarter than everybody gives them credit for. So I really think that, you know, the, the rewriting of the ship or keeping the ship upright I think is going to be a paramount decision. That's my personal opinion. I may be wrong. Let's see. Um, it, the question we'll see, becomes, we'll see engagement in this voting, this the, voting the, cycle. The, yeah, see, that's, that's the interesting thing. Because this is June in an off-off year. 
Off, 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 off. It is a bunch of offs. There I mean, is you, you, still have, you still have a delegate race, and you have a state senate race. Yeah, well, unless But the, the race that I think I could... I can tell you, if this was a presidential cycle, it'd be a whole It'd be completely different. If, 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 it, if there was a governor's yeah. race on the ticket, it would be different, too. Yeah. I think the race that's got maybe the most local notoriety is the school board general election race in Almoral County. That doesn't even happen until November, because that's... Um, School board, you don't run party affiliated. A lot of people don't realize that. So, sorry? School board, you don't run party affiliated. Well, a lot of people don't, don't realize that. Don't get that. me started on that because I really think that's the right way to go. But yeah, all local way. politics all should not the, be party affiliated. All, all should be devoid of, of party. No, I, 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 I've, I've said that publicly and will continue to, continue to, continue to say that. Uh, this is going to be a math problem, right? It's a matter of who shows up to vote. It's going to be, it's going to be that. So... It's interesting. In the room, not the candidates, but in the room, maybe one or two people that were younger than me, but not very many. So of the 25, they were either my age or up. I mean, Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. I, I get that. So There's I just nobody really with curious kids, what nobody the demographics with kids going were of watching. Yeah. That's why they provided the digital and the Zoom. I mean, the, the, the key there would be the demographics of the Zoom. Well, and plus the, the, the evergreen format. Right? Yeah, right, right. Exactly. So somebody can watch it. We're still it talking about it. And we're still talking yeah. about it yeah. and, and all that stuff. I, I think it's going to be a matter of, of which, which democratic pool shows up. Is it the older demographic? Older democratic demographic? They or, always show up. Or is it the younger because I think, you know... They sometimes show up. So I would think the two younger candidates are of trying to appeal, it appears, to that. Would need millennials, zillennials, zeers. <laughs> oh. We got a, a man on set with a lot of hot air. Oh, look at that. That's fantastic. Can we, can we, can we get that camera going there? The, the, the... I think if he holds it up on his, he's good, right? Yeah, Just they, on Keith's one shot. Look at that. A okay. red balloon on set. Judah, Judah drew this. A two-sided balloon. I wonder who that is. There's me. And let me see Keith. There's Keith. That's great, Judah. I, man, I man walked into talents. the studio and there's a red balloon on the floor. So what can I do with that? I need to take that to Trey, if you guys don't mind. <laughs> yeah, sure. I think Trey would love that. Yeah, sure. I think he would absolutely love that. I, uh, but So those who are wondering about the skills... Nora of- Gaffney, hello. Welcome to the show. The, look at the balloon, guys. The, Everybody look at the screen. The wondering about the skill of our director. Look at the skill of That's our director. That's Savannah College in Savannah College of Art and Design or and yeah. Design. I got this. We can art keep this design. here. Savannah College Art and Design there. We can keep this. I mean it makes the set look better. It's a better looking set right now if you, you do that. <laughs> look at that. Can anyone tell the difference right there? Can someone tell the difference between which one's Keith? Which one's the real Keith? <laughs> Do that again, Keith. <laughs> which one's That one? was hilarious. We'll do it this side. Okay. Wait, which one's Keith? <laughs> which one's the real Keith? Oh, I love it. There you go. Oh, here we go. That's great. Neil Williamson's watching. We're talking about your debate. Neil, you and Sean Tubbs deserve significant kudos and props for the debate, for hosting it, for um, engaging the candidates and for offering an opportunity for the community to uh, get to know the candidates. We're doing kind of some crystal ball predictions today in the talk show. Keith thinks Snook and Payne are slam dunks. 
I'm inclined. I, 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 slam dunks is a, is a strong. I, I think this vote. I think Snook and Payne win. are I think favorites. They win. I think they win. Uh, slam- Neil Williamson, Bob Fenwick, your thoughts on Fenwick. We thought Fenwick did a good job. Did anyone think Fenwick? Did Fenwick uh, do, do a little, uh, did, he, did he dye the hair a little bit? A little darker do from uh, Bob yeah, Fenwick there. It looked like Bobby Fenwick had the jet black hair. when the, jo- the Bobby Fenwick I remember of the last campaign cycle and the one I see driving around town, normally a little uh, salt and pepper. More yeah. toward the salt than uh, the pepper. You know, you know, on Wednesday evening, he had the jet black. Bob so we're going to add a fourth rule. Did he not, Neil Williamson? You saw gonna, it. We're going to add a fourth rule to real talk. What? Don't talk about the man's hair? No, talking bad about hair. I'm not talking bad about it. There's <laughs> well, nothing wrong if he's... Well, of a, you know, if you're of a certain age, you know... There's nothing wrong if he colors his hair. Do you, you throw shade against a man no. who colors his hair? No. I don't color I my don't hair. I don't throw shade about anybody. But if someone chose to color their anybody, hair, I wouldn't care. Anybody with, with hair. I'm starting to get some grays. I, I, got, I got to tell you... Yeah, um, so you, you know, see some again, grays, right? It, well... It happens. In a man- I don't care if Fenwick colors his hair. Okay. I would still vote for Fenwick despite him using just for men. Well, I was throwing the question. Did you not think he used just for men? I don't know. Okay. I, I was listening to the words, Miller. I was not looking at <laughs> Did anyone hair. think Fenwick died his hair? I was looking at his hair. Uh, who looks at the... Co- the I'm, I'm, I look at everything. Total body of work. Okay. Well, you know what? You're a better man than me. I did not look at the man's hair. Did you hair. think Fenwick died his hair, Jim? I was... I was watching his body language, which apparently I didn't watch his hair. <laughs> Sorry. I always check the hair. You know, you're 100% right. I, I, I failed, and okay. I will do better so next sure. I will do better next time. But um, I, I was impressed the way Bob handled himself. Bob Fenwick has a legitimate shot of being on council here, folks. I, I was impressed with the way. I was also impressed with Natalie, but, um, you know, it... it you know, if we're there's a but. Yeah. What's if, the but? Yeah, I know. I Scripted I, answers. I, yeah, I don't want. Was that the but? Um, you know, she's a young person trying to get into politics. It's a hard, it's a hard game, man. And I know that better than anybody. And again, a shout out to 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 Neil in particular. He ended this um, uh, forum by saying, you know, it takes a lot of, I'm paraphrasing it, it takes a lot of courage to sit up on that stage. It takes a lot of courage to throw your hat in the ring. No doubt. It takes a lot of courage for people to, uh, to, to, to do slings and arrows at you and, and tear you apart because nothing is personal any longer once you go ahead and, and, and do that. And it takes a lot of courage and time and energy to do the job when you get into the seat. I think my opinion is um, it'd be better where we are at in the city as far as things that are on the table to have people that have been, that have been there and done that. You're before. talking about institutional memory. I'm talking about institutional memory. Yeah. So I, I think, I think, I think it's, I think, and I, I think this is going to come down to like singular votes. You think so? I don't. I don't John I don't, Blair, what's up, buddy? I don't think you're going to see. Huge numbers swings. I think you're going to see Lloyd and Michael Payne get their kind of normal numbers. I think they're going to get, and I think they'll just they'll be enough to be on the top three. And I think the fourth one, uh, the third one, excuse me, out of the remaining uh, folks, the three folks, I, I think it's going to be won by less than ten votes. I really do. I may be wrong. But less than ten is a very slim margin. I'm telling uh, you, I think it's going to be because I don't. You think can say less than a hundred. I don't think spot. you're going to get that many people to show up to vote. Oh, you, you'll, 
Let, I don't think you're going to do it. Let's look at the so 2000, so, 2019 so, Democratic primary, Charlottesville, Virginia. Okay? The let's, number of voters. Yeah. 2019 Democratic primary, Charlottesville, Virginia. That was the Virginia. last off-off year, right? No. Let's see. In 2019, you had... Mike, interestingly, Michael Payne won the primary. He came in third in the, in the general. And the, the reason there was a general election in 2019 is because you had um, Bellamy Brown. Yeah, an independent. Running as an independent. independent. But in the 2019... Which, by the way, you st- that still might happen, right? Yeah, still you, time. St- you still might have an still time. A- a- independent. You, you would, you heard, I would have heard, you would have heard. Yeah. We, we have our finger on this stuff. We would have heard by now. If there was an independent, but run. there's a possibility. There's a possibility. There's we a would possibility. have heard by now, usually, it was with the circles we're running in. They 2019 were. City Council Democratic primary. Michael Payne won the primary with three six six one three thousand six hundred sixty one. Snook second three five zero six. McGill third three one eight four. Remember, in 2019, Brian Pinkston ran. Yeah. And he came in fourth in the primary. Yeah. In 2019, Bobby Fenwick ran yeah. with, with hair that was much lighter than the get, hair than I saw at the forum on Wednesday. When did he get a nice Bob get Fenwick off the hair. in 2019, 1,228. I'm, not, I'm giving Bob Fenwick props. Yeah, I'm only teasing you. 1,228 in 2019, Democratic primary. Far. What did Brian get? Big time fourth place for Fenwick. Uh, Pigson was 3,077, 3,077. So Pinkston got real close to McGill. Yeah. This, the difference between third, which was what you had to do to go on to the general, and, that's, and fourth was Keith. You, the, between third and fourth, you're talking 107 votes yeah. in 2019. Okay. So I stand corrected. I think I'll add an extra zero to it. It's going to be within 100 votes. I, I Total mean, votes. I, I think you're going to end up in a, in a tight vote like this. I really am. If this plays out like the 2019 Democratic primary, the race on, on June 20th of this year, the so 2023 the primary, is, this is how many total votes in 2019? So the question 14,656. Will Natalie be able to get the young voter to come out? Well, and the question is, is, is there enough young voters in the city of Charlottesville? Because this is a real estate show after all. Yeah. And most of the... I've been pushed out of the city of Charlottesville because of escalating cost of living. That's exactly right. And here's a follow-up question to that. Are Cooper and Natalie, two candidates younger than 30 years old, are they going to splinter the young vote? Because you got two below 30. Well, I think that's the point I'm trying to make. Those two, I think, are their own worst enemies. They cannibalize their bases. I think if, if... One would drop out. It would help the other one, obviously. 100%. Obviously, yeah. Cooper but. and Osherin splinter their bases with similar So Bob profiles. got 1,200 the last time? I mean, yeah. he got shelled. So what's the, what's, the, what's the total number of votes in 19? 14,656. So the question becomes... I want to put this in perspective here, okay? You said 14,000? Yeah. In 2019, the Democratic primary in Charlottesville, and you can find this stuff on historical.elections.virginia.gov. All this information is public record. In 2019, 14,656 total votes in the Democratic primary. How many people live in Charlottesville, Virginia City? Roughly 50? And of those 50, how many can vote? Because some of them are kids, obviously. I Roger... Oh, come on, help me out. Roger Voizade? Thank you. Um, He's a realtor, Remax. Correct me yesterday. 
because I keep he on listens saying, to all the shows. He, he does, he, and he comments on. He, com- he actually pulls me aside when I'm getting a cup of coffee, and and either corrects me, like in this case, because we've been using fifty thousand, but it's not quite fifty thousand. It's like forty six. It's right under fifty. It's just right under. We yeah. use fifty thousand as a you know talking point for the for the show, but that that's interesting. So if in 2021, according to the 2021 census, it was 45,672, and that number's gone up. So I wonder, and I, and I, and I, I know um, Neil won't do this, but if Snook and Payne get the same numbers that they got last in 19, let's call it 35, 3,600 apiece. So that is roughly... 7,000, so that's roughly 50, little over 50% of the total voters, just shy, just a little bit over. That means that there's 7,000 votes, roughly, up for grabs for three other people. You can vote for three people. No, I, I understand that. Okay, I, I follow what you're saying. Okay, got it. So you're, you're dividing 14,000 by three. You can vote for three people, total votes. But not everyone voted for three people because if you remember, past candidates have suggested to their constituency and their following to single shot, to shotgun vote um, them. A lot, of, a lot of candidates say when you go to the Democratic primary, only vote me and nobody else. Or a strategy could be only vote me and vote someone that you predict that's, that you think is going to come in last place but don't throw any votes to the, yeah, well, the, the front runners on paper. That game is played and stuff like that. It'll this. never happen, but I've, I've, I've always preferred doing districts and wards. Wards, wards will this. never happen. I know it'll never happen. But, you and know, the problem with the wards is the career politician, yeah. the manipulation of a ward for a career politician. I, and I, that would I live happen. in a county that that happened for 30-some-odd years. My district was represented by the same person for over 30-something 32 years, I believe. Well, look at the supervisor that you brought on the program. Was it Miss uh, Moselle? Moselle Booker, yeah. Retiring. Either. Her and her, her husband were on for like 16 that, years. Something, longer than that. Longer than that. She was 16. And he was way longer than that. He was way longer than that. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. one house in your district in Fluvanna County, in this district in Fluvanna, what, is that Cunningham? That's Cunningham, yeah. God, I'm learning about Fluvanna. Good Lord. The Cunningham district in Fluvanna, one household had What's a so supervisor. What's so bad about that? Fluvanna's a great place, bro. One household in the Cunningham district in Fluvanna County had a household had a supervisor for over 30 years. Mm-hmm. And love her to death. Think sorry, about that. Sorry to see she's retiring. Think about that, though. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. So, look, I... I, I, I that would happen in Charlottesville. Yeah, I, I just think I, tends a bit... A bit off, but I think this is going to be close. I think this is going to be around 100 votes one way or the other that's really going to determine who that third seat is. And then the question becomes, does that third seat really matter? No, third seat does not matter. Yeah. Because Pinkston, Wade, Payne, and Snook we'll will all, vote as a block. Will vote as a block. And they will continue to push Charlottesville forward. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, this question's come in. From Stephen watching the program, Jerry asked the question that you brought up on your noon show, 1230 actually, Stephen, 1230, uh, on your 1230 show about an all-male council. Yeah, that's, that's... Hey there, it's one of the fans of the uh, I Love Steve-O Network. How are you? Right there. I can't see you behind me, buddy. <laughs> She's, yep, this is where we do the show. Um, do you... Uh, <laughs> 
We're let's doing give it, it right now. Let's give it the balloon. We're doing it right now. No, no. We're doing it right now. Um, do you care? Would you care if it's an all-male council? In fact, turn this into a sizzle reel. Right here, Judah. There's a very realistic possibility that Charlottesville City Council on June 20th in the Democratic primary would be all male. Three men are in the top three voting spots, which would mean Charlottesville City Council is legitimately all male. Yeah. So that's why I've, I've really wanted... To, How do you feel about that? So I actually went to, to, to debate on purpose to watch Natalie to see how she would do to be frank with you um, I know Lloyd well I know Michael well I know Bob well we were all sat on commissions together and boards and meetings and and I and I know I know obviously Juan Diego is a brother from another mother love him to death know him well and I know Brian somewhat I wanted to see how Natalie would would do but and and she and in fairness in fairness she held her own against three guys on the stage. So, you know, personally, I think a woman's perspective on, on board, on the commission, or on the council, council. is a good thing. I don't think the math's going to work out that way. I may be wrong. I hope I am, to be honest with you, because I think a woman's perspective on there is a good thing. Um, I don't care who it is. That next, that third election seat might have some influence, of course, but it's, I don't think it's going to uh, persuade a path forward on it, right? Because, you know, uh, look, let's face it, re uh, zoning rewrite is going to get approved. It's just a matter of when at this particular point. And, uh, but I, I think a woman's perspective on, on city council is a, is a good thing. It's always a good thing. Follow-up question for you. Oh, my God, we're about ready to talk. I want to talk about Mother's Day here in a little while, right? Because Mother's Day is coming up and... I want to find out what you're doing for your mom. Follow-up question for you. If I, just, I just don't think there's enough. It really depends on who shows up to vote for Natalie. I'm, I've, everything you've said so far today, I've 100% agreed with. Follow-up question, still part of the sizzle reel here. If Fenwick gets the third spot, Keith Smith. If Fenwick in. gets the third spot, Keith Smith. You not only have an all-male city council, because we think Payne and Snook are going to get in there, you would not only have an all-male city council, but four of the five councilors would be white males. Thoughts? Yeah, diversity is always the right approach, right? Different voices, different experiences, you know, diversity is, is always the, the right approach. The thing is, is you've got to get people to run. No, we, no, no. We do have another African-American in the race, and that African-American may win, right? Oh, that's what I see. hundred percent. Right? Mr. Right? Cooper has a chance of winning. Yeah. Mr. Cooper is, is an unknown, however, and he missed a valuable opportunity to build a brand and well, get visibility couple, for his platform at Neil and Sean's forum. Yeah. He also was not a part of the forum here as well. It's okay. That's um, his prerogative. His prerogative. Mm -hmm. we, have, we have highlighted that he is a little bit under the radar. It, it, again, the math could break that way, right? Right. If he, if that younger vote gets split, split. I think it's a toss-up, you know, on on that younger person. But look, diversity is always key, right? Let's take, let's talk about business, right? 
What, what, do you, what do you do with your business? You always diversify your business. You should diversify, diversify. You diversify your personal portfolio, right? You diversify, right? You know, diversification is always a good thing um, on it. So, I, I, you know, you get different voices in the room with different opinions. And, you know, a shout out to Lloyd. You know, in the beginning of it, uh, he was talking about a little bit how the meetings are run and how there is communication now amongst the city Counselors, right? And it generally happens either before the meetings or some smaller one on one, you know, two on two kind of conversations and all that stuff, which was not happening in the previous oh, this, city, this city council. council. This council actually respects each other. Well, it gets done on time and they get their business done. And that yeah. was the point he was trying to, to, to make that they're getting the business of the city done. So at the end of the day, that's what their role is, is to get the business of it, not to do whatever other issues might be that that person might or persons might have. Heather um, Walker watching the program. Hey, I, I, are you, is it Johnson Village, your stomping grounds, Heather Walker, is that right? Yeah. Uh, you might be the queen of Johnson Village, if so. The, she leaves this comment, the residents, there goes Mayor Snook right there. She says, the residents of Cunningham were happy with the Bookers. Mrs. Booker was the principal at Walker Elementary for years, and she was absolutely outstanding. So I... I wish not to correct, but um, it's actually Fork Union was her district. Oh, she was Fork Union? Okay. Cunningham is my district um, that I live in, and I am a result of um, gerrymandering back in 2000. I live in the lake. Back in 2000, I got cut out of the lake district. The lake used to be, at, at that time, split up into two voting districts. I got cut out of that. They, caught a, they literally drew a line right around my house. <laughs> no, Why do they do that? No, no. But the, the, the subdivision I built over the acres, whatever happened in 2000, that was the decision that they made. And I actually have to go to Scottsville to vote. I have to drive 20, 25 minutes towards Scottsville to go ahead and vote instead of going to where I used to go to the firehouse at Lake Monticello to vote. So I got, I got gerrymandered out into Cunningham. So but, she's Fork Union District. She's forking in the district. Thank you very much. Who's the Cunningham representative? It's our friend, Mr. Fairchild. Chris Fairchild, Chris Fairchild. of the program. Uh, Bill McChesney says, yes, the good old single-shot voting strategy. The way it works in the Charlottesville Democratic Party, stranglehold makes it picking the lesser of two or three evils. Uh, then he highlights who has used the uh, single-shot in the past. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think that's... A... Johnny Ornalis, share the show. Yeah, I think... I think... You know, Stephen, share the show. Thank you, Stephen. Where are you some, watching today, Stephen? Some, some sort of you know alteration to that, but I think we're, that's not what we're under right now, right? So what we're under on is the you get to pick three votes, top three, one, two, three, on it, and we'll and see how the math breaks the breaks on that. But I think I think Lloyd and and Michael, I don't want to use the word shoe ins because they're you know if the numbers are close to to last year's, I mean they're two thousand nineteen. Yeah, they're close. They're close in numbers, right? Um, then it's going to come, come down to how close that, uh, that third one comes up. And, you know, the math might break a, a different way. I, I don't know. I, 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 I shall, we shall see. The bottom line is diversity is good. I just don't think that third vote is going to, that third seat is going to have much impact. No. We've got Pigston, Wade, yeah. Snook, uh, Snook, and... Uh and Payne all voting in a block. Those four guys: Pinkston, uh, Juan Diego, 
uh, Lloyd, and Michael. That's four or five. So what are you doing for your mother for Mother's Day? My mom is going out to California to visit my brother and his wife and their kids. Wow. So we have mailed a Mother's Day gift to my brother's house for them we, to enjoy. Me or your wife? My wife did. Yeah. <laughs> cupcakes are going over there. I got a card that's going oh, over there. Oh, time well. out. You're sending cupcakes from here? Uh, it's one of those cupcake services. I got it. That they sends did. them fresh. Yeah. yeah. They from local. Yeah. There Mini California. cupcakes. Got it. And yeah. he's in LA, right? Yep. Yeah. Los Angeles. And then my wife and I and our boys, we're going out to... Mockingbird for Mother's Day, and we have a couple of uh, other uh, things planned, which is very exciting. How about you? I am going to take my mother out for lunch. Um, you know, the, she's been a trooper taking care of my father, who had shoulder sur- surgery, and you know, they're in they're of a certain age. I'm, I've been forbidden to tell my mother's age. Uh, uh, on the air, she told me, do not tell anybody how old I am. So um, I believe she's 36. She's been 36 most of her, my life anyway. And um, we're going to take her out for dinner. I'm going to give her a break. And Yona's going to go keep an eye on Pop. Uh, and Mom and I are just going to go out and sit around and eat some ice cream and, and have some lunch and just, just give her a break from being um, a nurse, to be frank with you. And, um, and uh, or, or, as she would say, can you get me away from this pain in the ass? So that's what, that's what we're going to do. What are you doing, Judah, for your mother? Bill McChesney, the mayor of McIntyre, brings up Chief Julian Talaferro, who supported the Parkway, and then the Democratic Party dumped him in the primary for that support. Nora Gaffney says she loves the balloon, Judah. And Nora Gaffney says, I am voting for women whenever possible. So yes voting for Natalie, and thank you for your input, Keith Smith. Yeah, I mean, I think diversity... She's the, making it a point to yeah, vote yeah, for yeah. a female. And, and, that's, and that's... Voting the, for Natalie because she is a female. Yeah, and, and that's her prerogative. That's her, her right, prerogative, her I know. I'm right to do that. I, that I, that's I, the reason I brought it up, because there's such little diversity in this race. I would, I would encourage... Almora, is it, is it Natalie? Uh, it's Nora Gaffney. N- Nora, I would, I would encourage Nora to go and watch... the. Uh, what she, how she did in uh, the Zoom link? Yeah, Nora, did you watch the debate? Yeah. Um, in fact, Nora, what I'll do is she did Neil, really. She did really well. I think Neil is still watching, and Nora, he shared the link to the debate on a different Facebook page. This show is airing on fifteen Facebook pages. So what I'll do is I'll re, I'll get the link that Neil shared. He's the moderator of the debate with Sean. She did, and I'll tag you and share the link that Neil shared, so you can watch it if you haven't seen it. For somebody who's not done this before. She handled that debate very well, I thought, or forum very well. You know, she was extremely prepared, right? You, you can clearly see that. Um, had great stage presence. Uh, I think she even made a comment that, you know, her biggest thing is, is stage fright, which I, I would encourage her not to be concerned about because she did a really good job. Well, how you combat stage fright is being or- super organized. And just doing it. Yeah. How you combat any fear, you just do it. And, and she did it. So good, good for her. You know, who knows? I, it, it, it'll be great to have a, a woman's voice at, at the dais. I'm being somewhat so, um, cynical, it, 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 regardless of who it is. You're not being cynical. You just don't think the odds are in her favor. I think the odds are so tight amongst those three remaining. I'm going to ask you your thoughts on this topic, Jude, of voting intentionally for, say, a female. But for what, I w- what I was saying is whoever is in that third slot no, is, I get what you're saying. is not going to be very impactful on 
on city council. And that's the same point. And generally, I'm it's going to take whoever it is, let's assume it's Natalie, probably one to two years to get their feet wet on how the process works, right? Because she's never done this before. Uh, whereas Bob has, so he can walk in and knows how this process works. I mean, we, we've had this conversation with elected officials before. Most elected officials get super frustrated. They can't achieve their, their goals because they're either held back by staff or so forth and so on. So it, it gets a little bit tricky once you get behind that dot. That's the point I've made with, I, I think, the most contested race that we have in Almore County or Charlottesville City is the general election race in the Almore County School Board where Dr. Bryce is running against Allison Spillman. The point I've made, Dr. Bryce legitimately has a chance to win this race. She legitimately does. But if she does win this race, she's going to be on a school board with six other people who are most likely completely opposite in her ide ideology on, on, on a lot of key points. So while well, she has that's, a, what's, that's what leadership She has a about. chance to win, to your point, the voting block is already there. Yeah. Where even if you win, the impact, you wonder what it's going to be. Well, so... Nora Daphne was not able to watch it. She says, thank you for sharing the link. She believes Natalie is up for the job. I want your perspective on yeah. this, Judah. What do you think when it comes to Natalie, when it comes to voting intentionally, when it comes for diversity in this race, anywhere you want to go? Say that again. <clears throat> voting for Natalie, diversity in the race? The topic we're talking about now. I mean, I would love to see... Uh, I would love to see diversity in the uh, in the council, but at the same time, I'm really of the mind that uh, it should be merit over. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I appreciate diversity, but at the same time, you want the best people in the job, not just a uh, you know a well, diverse that, that, pool of candidates. That's why I would encourage you to watch the the video or watch the Zoom link and watch mm -hmm. you know. I, I think she has a chance of doing both, yeah. uh, but her learning curve is going to be huge. Right. Whereas Bob, his learning curve will not be there because mm -hmm. he's been there, he's done that on on the end of it, and uh, it'll it'll be interesting because the zoning rewrite is going to be decided before the election. I'm confident. I'm confident of that. Definitely decided before they're they're seated. So the question becomes, what do they got on their docket in 2024? Right. Is there anything on the docket that is um, controversial? I don't know. I will tell you, Lloyd also... No, we've got to figure out a city manager. That's going to be done by... I was going to share you with Is that. Michael Rogers going to be the guy? I don't know, right? Because it's all done in closed sessions because they're negotiating contracts and all that great is stuff. Is Michael Rogers going to be the new city manager? I don't know, but Lloyd, the mayor, said it's going to be done by June. I know. So, you know, we're going to know. I think he even said by the end of this month. That's what I'm wondering. Is Michael Rogers, Neil, I mean, Neil, what do you think? Is, is Michael Rogers your new city manager here? I mean, he basically is saying it's going to be done in like well, they've been, a couple they, of weeks, they, right? They, they've been, you know, the way this process works, right? They've been having, you know, executive sessions. Oh, for sure, yeah. For, for quite some time. Yeah, but with, we, haven't had any, we haven't had any interview process. We don't know any shortlist candidates. What they did for the police chief, remember the police chief job? I do. I do. With Cotchis and Tito Durrett, is they had a forum, a get-to-know-you forum. That get-to-know-you forum's got to be promoted and marketed ahead of time. You would think you'd give the community at least a couple weeks before you hosted the forum, or is the city manager going to be picked without that forum? And if the city manager's picked without that forum, 
does that lead you to believe it's Michael Rogers because he's already on the job? Well, if they're going to make a decision by the end of the month... That's what I'm saying. We're two weeks removed from the end pretty, of the month. It's pretty obvious they're not doing... A forum. The, the, the forum. The interview there. forum. So this does that a, mean it's... This is a very interesting question because, you know, I've been involved not at the city council or the, or the, or the board of supervisors level, but on the commissions that I sit on, we hire executive directors. And the format's basically the same, right? It's right. always done because, you know, there, there are confidential information that's being shared, right? It's also a tricky little thing that Jerry is the town manager of town XYZ or city manager of XYZ, and he's negotiating with me, the city of Charlottesville, and all that stuff. It's important that town XYZ doesn't know that their city manager is about ready to resign. Right. right? So it's a very, it has to be a very uh, behind-the-scenes... But with Richardson, kind of- when they hired Richardson, they did a forum. Yeah. Richardson, did they, did, they, did they do a forum get to know you forum, or did they do multiple candidates? They did multiple candidate forum. Yeah, when I Dr. T, I don't went, think that's gonna. I may be wrong, but I don't think that's happening. This Dr. Time. Richardson, remember, ladies and gentlemen, watching this this program, when he was hired, they did a forum, and he, along with other candidates, I believe it was at the Jefferson School, if memory memory serves correct. We mm-hmm. had a chance to get to know him. Yeah, mm-hmm. is that not going to happen here? And if it does not happen, the forum, to get to know the candidates, does that mean that Michael Rogers is going to be the guy? McChesney says the last time they hired Richardson, there was a three-person meet and greet at the Jefferson Center. Yeah, that's what I remember as well. Yeah, well, that, maybe... The, trying to read the tea leaves is what I mean. So I'm maybe... I, 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 I'm just making a point. They don't have to do that to your... The, you know, to follow up what you were saying. They don't have to do that. Um... I would think they should. This is the top government position in Charlottesville City. We're talking a quarter million dollars in total compensation here. Particularly since we're a, a, a managed... We're a weak mayor. We're a strong city manager. So this dude a, or lady is running the government. municipality. Correct. We're, we're a... That's exactly right. This is, this is, he is the CEO. Or she. Or she is the CEO uh, for that. Yeah, I... I you know, maybe what's going to happen, and this is pure conjecture on my part. I mean, you would, would you have a problem if Rogers got the job? I would not. That was the, yeah. Would anyone watching this program have a problem if Michael Rogers went from mercenary consultant to permanent city manager? I would not. Yeah, and... and you don't like the, the question, mercenary consultant? Yeah. <laughs> Made you a little squeamish. I mean, he's a I think I think we could have just used the word consultant, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Hold on a second. We're going to use the Jerry Miller version of the balloon, not the two Jerry Millers here instead oh, God. of... God. Carol Thorpe, I'll get to this comment. Carol hey, Thorpe Carol. for Keith specifically. Uh, Keith. Hey, Carol, how are you? What, um, what was Michael Payne's learning curve when he was elected? It seems to me he was as green as could be when Without he came on the council. Without if doubt. he could get up to speed, so can Natalie. Without doubt. Given Bob's questionable history of service, if I could vote, I would vote for Natalie in a heartbeat. Yeah. So, you know... I think Natalie at the moment is is gaining a little bit gaining a little bit of traction. I I, I would encourage everybody to go, to go and watch the Zoom link because uh, you know I, I I went in there expecting to be frank with you, um, Bob to be a little bit different, and he actually did very well. And I thought 
Um, Natalie did well. They all they all did very well on on answering the questions. The chemistry was pretty good amongst them, you know. But Carol's one hundred percent right. You know, everybody has to go through a learning curve, right? This is a matter of how the rest of the other city council members. Let's assume Natalie gets elected, helps Natalie bring up get up to speed. It's a matter of how the new town manager or city manager, whoever that might be helps go ahead and do that. But back to your question about the consultant, <laughs> not mercenary consultant. Neil Williamson, in that Richardson forum, there were three candidates, yes, in that forum for us to get to know, but only one of the three at the time was employed actively at the time, which was Richardson. Was it DeSoto, Texas, if memory serves correct? Yeah. So, so, so the words that he uses is very important for everybody to understand. So if there's a situation where there's multiple candidates and they're all employed, to my point, it, it, this becomes a, an NDA, non-disclosure. It becomes a, a confidentiality issue No, it's like – like, that. like, That's like, a great point that Neil made because I'm going back in my memory banks that they were unemployed. So they did not they, – they didn't have a job to lose. So you're going to go ahead and do this, right? So, it, so everybody understands – the city manager, county administrator, works at the will. Jeff Richardson works at the will of the elected body. Yeah. So tomorrow, three city councilors could decide to fire whoever. Yeah. Or, th- or that happened to Richardson. That's a, legitimately. That's, that's what well, happened to Richardson. Well, that's my point. So my point is. So now, if if Jerry Miller is working as a city manager in some town somewhere and he's currently employed and he's trying to get this position and he goes out in a public thing and then all of a sudden his city council doesn't know anything about it, his butt gets fired and now he loses two jobs. He lost that job and he lost this job. So it's a really slippery slope. But, but at the same time, if you look at city managers generally, city managers have a runway of like three to five years. Short runways. Seven years. I've actually did the math on this. Seven, and then and then they either burn some bridges or it's time for a new job. They always move. They oh, it, yeah. it just it's a you, tough job it, to keep really really long term. It's a tough job. And you make why, a lot of enemies at that job. Well, you know why it is. Yeah. What, what happens in what happens in the state of Virginia every year? The council is a little. But we have an election every year in the state of Virginia. So, you know, every one to two years, or in this case, we've got three seats turnover, right? So they could hire somebody tomorrow. We get, let's assume Lloyd and Michael doesn't get elected and the other three get elected. They could fire that general manager on day one. Yeah, 100%. Day one. 100%. And then all of a sudden we're right back to square one. The likelihood of that happening is pretty Slim. minimal. Yeah. But technically that could happen. So the reason why there's a huge turnover in all this stuff is you're always at the whim of whatever, three, four, whatever the, the, the board size that you're at, of that. And it's a difficult job. So and they- that's why elections matter, because if you look at one of the most volatile times from a city manager perspective in Charlottesville City history, I mean, think about it. We had, um, would you have Mike Murphy... You had uh, Maurice, right? Mm-hmm. You had Maurice. You had Mike Murphy, right? But we we, ha- we- you had Chip Boyles. Yeah. You had Richardson. You had John Blair for a hot second. 
friend of the program. I think he's watching right now. Well, he was just an interim. He was an interim. That was just off the top of my head. I mean, Who am he, I went from, he went from attorney to interim to now he's over in the other side. And Stan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so what'd you go? You went what? Maurice? Was it Maurice to Mike Murphy? But before that, I believe, I can't, and, and I, my history doesn't go far, my memory doesn't go that far back, but there was a good, good section of time. Oh, the wife of the gentleman, and I'm drawing a blank on his name, who was the city manager for decades in Charlottesville. That's He's right. recently passed away. Yeah, I'm trying to his remember. His wife you. came on our show, and he was city manager for decades. That, that, he was the gentleman known for fancy attire yeah, and yeah. A, eclectic clothing and yeah. smoking a pipe up and down the mall. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not uncommon to have it for quite a period of time, but in modern, in recent times, it's generally a pretty quick turnover. You know, as jurisdictions grow, they may grow out of the ability of, the, of the, that particular manager. It's like a CEO, right, in the company. They, they change from the, the manager. The city manager is the CEO, and the city council is the board of directors who manages the CEO. That's the perfect analogy. So I want, I want to throw a little, can I throw a real Please? estate question Absolutely. Out? So uh, as everybody knows, I'm, I, and I put a little post on my Facebook page this morning, as everybody knows, I keep a track on the week over weeks. So I'm comparing last Friday versus this Friday. And Cole Hendricks. Thank you, Kevin Yancey. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Be safe on the road there, Kevin. So um, this last Friday, we had 95 new homes come on the market. Today, we got 69. Last Friday, we had 86 going to pending. Now we got 111. Uh, I've got some theory on why we've had a 38% drop in new actives from this Friday from last Friday to this Friday. That's a massive drop. 30, 38%, nearly 40%. I think it has something to do with Mother's Day this weekend. I think, I think that's it. And I think my other answer why, and we're going to find out next week. Or actually, I won't because Quentin Beckham will be sitting in this seat next week. We'll see if it rebounds back up as far as inventory. Or am I right in my prediction on the show on Wednesday that I think we're going to start seeing a slowdown of a lower a slump of inventory? But I had, I had, That's what um, I, think. I had um, Woody, uh, uh, Woody Fimpson's wife GM me, uh, DM me, and she brought up a perspective that I didn't think about. But there's a lot of graduations going on right now. I didn't even think about that. So they didn't want, they got people coming in the house and all this kind of great stuff. So now's not really a good time. So that may be what's going on, but we'll see. We'll see if it's that, or am I right in we're seeing a slide in, in inventory? I think we're seeing a slide in inventory, my I friend. Would agree. I would agree with that. But, uh, you know, we're up 23% week over week in, uh, in pending, so we went from 86 to, uh, to 111. How many Just actors right now? 69. 69? Yeah. And the car footprint? Car footprint, yeah. 69. What's the, what's the mood? What's the temperature on the street with your colleagues? Yeah. So we, we have. So it's interesting. So I, I, I kind of, I kind of agreeing a little bit now with Mrs. Fincham a little bit um, because it seems like everybody's getting this. Maybe it's just me because I'm getting ready to go away for two weeks. Right. But it seems like everybody's getting a little bit into this beginning of this normal summer lull. There's kids are getting out of school. You know, people are going on vacations. So maybe that's what's going on. And it just seems like there's a, a little bit of a, of, a, of, a, of a pause. But the pendings are telling me the opposite, right? So the, the, 
the, the new, the actives are saying, okay, maybe there's a little bit of a timeout. But when you've got a 23% jump in pendings and a 38% drop in new actives, it's kind of contradicting each other. Is that making any sense? That, makes, conf- that makes sense. Am I confusing? No? Yeah, so so I, it's really, it's, it's, it's an interesting market. Look, it's been an interesting market for 400 and some odd shows we've been doing It's been this. an interesting market since COVID. It's been an interesting market since we've been doing this. Every time I come on this program, like every week the show it happens, it changes. It, cha- it changes, yeah. Yeah. Changes, yeah. I mean, well, the that, market that, is that's changing. Why, that's why you need trusted advisors. 100%. That's, you know, like, like, that's why you need to pull down the partner tabs at Real Talk with Keith Smith. These are the folks that are going to help you get across the finish line, help you get to the finish line, help you train for the marathon, run the marathon, and walk out with the medal. What do you think? Huh? There you a, go. That was a good analogy. Keith. <laughs> that, was that was good. good. That was good. That was that good. That was really good. Coffee's kicking in. They're like, hold on, let's see if this Keith does a better job on that. So, this is, Leslie says, so you're saying there's going to be no spring market now? Well, I think the spring market's already done. Oh, I don't think she wants to hear that. I know she doesn't want to hear yeah. that, but I'm being honest. The spring market's gone. I think the spring market, and if you go and... We, we had some slides from the beginning on the Monday show, and we can put them on there. But if you take a look at what happened November and December, and, and you know, that the spring market started somewhere around November and December. I think you're plateauing out. Now, again, Mrs. Fincher may be 1,000% right. This might be just a one-week drop blimp in inventory because who the heck wants people in their house when they're having graduations, right? So that may be what's going on on it. But if you take a look at, at over the last 10 years, and, and I did a chart on that, you're going to start, I think you're going to start seeing inventory be a little bit less. Um, I think you're going to start seeing back in the 50s and the 60s running through the summer. I think it's going to stay flat. Then I think you're going to see a big jump somewhere around September, late August, early September, I think that's when you're going to start seeing this 5%, this mortgage rate start creeping in, this lowering of this number, and then I think you're going to see a shot shot going up. So what that tells me, if you're in the housing market, much like, remember in November and December when there was like a lull yeah. in inventory, I was telling everybody, now's the time to go out and buy a house? Yeah. Well, if we end up hitting a lull in inventory, that's kind of the time you want to get out there and go ahead and do this because everybody else is waiting for inventory to go up. The same exact conversation I had with my daughter. I said, "Look, we should be doing this in November, December." They didn't want to do it. We did it in the spring market, which really started in January and February, and everybody was back in the market again. So when everybody's taking a bit of a time out, buyers are going to do that too. That's the time you want to start looking at a house. That's just my opinion. Uh, follow-up question to this: He really thinks that the rates are going to be in the low fives by the end of the year? I'm, I'm, I'm following. What, what Scott says. What Scott Morris is saying. Um, I also follow what I'm reading, and everybody's saying that the rates should be creeping their way down. I don't know. I haven't looked at what the 10-year T-bill is in a couple of days, but um, I could do that real quick. Uh, another question has come in. If the rates do go down, that doesn't mean it's going to be easier for us to buy. No. Because <laughs> you're probably going to have more competition. You're going to have more buyers. Yeah, so the T bill's right running around three point four. It's up a little bit. So look, I mean it, it needs to be below three in order to be below five you know, to be in the fives anyway, or below six. So it's usually usually double what the T bill is is generally what the mortgage rate 
mortgage rate's going to be. So it, that, tre- that 10-year treasury needs to drop below three. When it starts getting below three, that's, that's when you're going to be below six. So it's a debate that we've been having here, right? Um, so if rates drop below six and they have a five in it, some level of five in it, is Keith and Yoner want to put their house on the market? Is the sellers going to re-enter the market? Is inventory going to pick up? The buyers are going to be. The buyers, we know. Are, buyers are there. We know the buyers are going to get deeper. So I think your ratios are probably not going to be much different than they are now. Look, it, it's, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be a challenge. But, you know, that's why you get trusted advisors. That's why you bring the right team to the table, and that's why you stay in the game, and you have to come up with creative solutions to get there. Seller, sellers staying, you know, offering sellers to stay in their house. You know, buyers going ahead and doing purchasers possession agreements. We, we, there's all kinds of tools in the toolbox, and they're very specific to your circumstance. So, you know, I don't want people to be, you know, doom and gloom, but I also have to be honest, right? And the viewers, you've taught me this. The viewers and listeners are smart people. Uh, so I, 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 you know, we'll see if this is a blip. My gut's telling me I think we're going to hit a hit a bit of a plateau or like a floor for a little while on inventory, and then it's going to pick back up in in uh, September. So somebody should write that down. See if I'm right. Come September. Jamie watching the program, and she says you got another round of leases about to come up for renewal as we're speaking. We're hearing from the. Oh, yeah. uh, property management companies now and a lot of us have some tough decisions to make i've got clients with yes because they renew summer and you've got a phenomenon that's happening more now you know a lot of folks stuck in the current lease because if they break the lease to go to a new place to rent it's the first lasted security due up front all over again you're back to three months yeah and then often, if you're oh, moving, if two, you're moving at, places when you're leasing, you're moving at a higher rate. At two grand, yeah, yeah, at two grand a pop. Back to the the, the tricks and the, and and so forth and so on, you know, because I've I've got clients that are that were that are exactly that. They they were trying to find them something to buy. They're in leases that are about ready to get up. What's happening in the single family detached world and the attached rental world? Not multifamily. Multifamily is a little bit different. But what you're starting to see now is people selling their rental properties because they, there's no inventory. And they can, their, their appreciation and their equity is such that they can, if, if I was to sell my rental, I would sell it now, which I have no intentions of doing, right, on it. Because I know I can make the most amount of money somewhere now. It'll start increasing a little bit. You know, value's always going up. Right, but when I bought that two years ago to now, is my biggest gain. And if I wanted to, if I wanted to capitalize on that, now's the time to do that. So we've got. So why don't you do it? Um, for two reasons. One is a little personal. It's in a great location, and we're going to own. It's going to. It's. It's going to be debt free here pretty quickly, and if I ever want to move into town, it's the perfect house for Yona and I. Perfect okay. town home. It's it's exactly where we want to be, and we can go do that. So that's a little personal. The other reason we can do that is we bought that and seller financed it at such a circumstances 
that we are renting it way below market. So we're helping out people. So if we can do both, if I can build equity and help people um, and make, you know, have the, the ability to pivot if I need it health-wise, we're going to keep on doing it. It's, uh, it's we're, we're way, way, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of dollars below market value. Hundreds. So we're helping a couple of nice families, one family in there that, that you know. Not helping the inventory issue. But doing uh, yeah, good for the affordability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Doing just, good for yeah, the affordability. He's yeah. helping somebody from an affordability standpoint. Yeah, yeah, there, there you go, Miller. Thanks, pal. You're helping <laughs> someone from an affordability standpoint. I'm helping Mark. somebody from a housing affordability perspective. But I'm not helping the inventory. You're 100% right. You're 100% right. But back it's to It's a that- tough decision to weigh selling the rental property versus keeping it. Because if you sell it right now, like take, uh, take the one I was talking about with you. You sell it right now, you're looking like 235 240. Sell for 240. That's a nice payday. Or you keep running it for 2K a month. Get 24,000 a year. Yeah. I mean, how do you where look? What do you walk me through what you do there? How you weigh the pros and cons? So because you're right, this would be the time to sell it. There's not nothing on the market. People oh yeah, are yeah, chopping yeah, if the, if Especially you, at that price point. If you needed to cash that out, now's the time to cash. Yeah. It. You know, look, it, it. How do you do the pros and cons list? So it's not math; it's emotional. It's 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 what is best for you. Yeah. So if you were asking me, Keith, do you want to sell it? I can give you a number, and you know, I think we did that in one week. It changed, right? Uh, and I gave you an honest number, and then a week later, it was a, it was a little higher. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> So tell me, you know, so the people that are renting it from, are you helping them out? Are you yeah, give, you, yeah. Yeah. We're below what the... Uh, I, I know you are. That's the reason I yeah. wanted you to say it. I know you're substantially below what the market is over there. But it's also a business decision for me because I don't want to have a vacancy. A lot of people choose, to, as you know, to pursue the highest dollar possible, and then they have one month of vacancy. And yeah. that one month, you never make that number up. No, no, no. You never make it up. No. So... Um, it's a tough. It's a tough call, man. It's, it's what you and need. And being a landlord's a tough business. People like Bill, Bill Bigchesney just put. My friend just retired here. Other people are like, that's the dream to have a couple properties and just collect rent. It's not an easy business. Well, it is an easy business for me. You know what? Well, I mean, because you got allied property I got management. Allied property management managing. I literally forget that I have that rental. I literally forget it. Right? They do such a great job. I, f- I forget it, and it's and it's. They pay the mortgage, they do this, and we keep all the money in a pot, and I never know it's there. Okay, let me rephrase that. Mrs. Smith doesn't tell me what's there because I might have a new bike if I know if I got some place with a little Suzanne bit. Suzanne Real does a good job. Ally she, does mine at the villas as well. Does a great job. So if you're in that space and you have a rental property, you need to do that, I would encourage you to reach out. Reach out and pull down the partners tab. They're in there. It's easy to get a hold of. On that end of it. I mean, he turned me on to uh, that company as a property manager. They yeah. do a good job. Yeah. So, look, I, you know, it's funny. I never, that's the reason I, you, you stammered me. I never really realized I'm actually not helping the inventory market. I was You're rash- helping a family with affordability. I'm helping a family with affordability. That's, that's how I am looking at it. And, and then on a personal level, it's, it's, it's a backstop on it. I will tell you, at one point in time, we owned 14 rentals, and I hated it. Well, you were managing them yourself. I was right? managing myself. Was it miserable? It was miserable. Why? Because there was always something. 
It was interesting. Um, you, did you own them all in one spot? I never, I've never really heard the story. I, Out of curiosity, fourteen is like, a fair amount for it, a fa- it, one family it, to have. It, it was all in in Lake Monticello. It was in the neighborhood, in the Lake Lake Monticello, okay. yeah, and all that stuff. So were they specs that did not sell? No, I, I, we bought some stuff, and, yeah. and all that stuff, and and there was some stuff we built for it, and it's just different different things that we did over time. Um, it was interesting. I did Why was it miserable? I'm trying to... Okay. I, I'm, I'm about to learn from you again. Sorry, I'm talking too much here. I'm trying to explain to you, Mr. Miller. Okay, sorry. I'm <laughs> Should I talk to, to this Mr. Miller or that Mr. Miller? Talk to me. <laughs> so we were very lucky. Um, I started out um, renting connected with the JAG school, and it was all military. And the difference between renting to somebody in the military and somebody that's not, you know, there's this thing called the, the, the military code of... Um, Oh, God, Mike, I'm, I can't believe I can't do this. Somebody, uh, uh, oh, God, UM, UM, oh God. UMJC. It's, it's basically the military has its own laws. Okay. Right? And one of them is, is you can't not pay your rent. Okay. And I can go talk to that guy's colonel and all of a sudden get it fixed. Okay. So in any event, military folks are generally spot on in paying it because if they don't, it can impact their career. I'm having a brain moment here. So I had all military folks in there out of the thing. And all of a sudden, I missed rotations. And we were slid in people that weren't. And I wasn't getting paid. They were destroying the house. And we just made a decision. And we, you know, to the, to the, um, to the comment, I'd rather be lucky than good any day of the week. I just happened to do that all in 2004 and 2005. So you know what? Market is good, just like the conversation we had. Let's just sell them. I'm done dealing with the crazy. I didn't have an allied property. I probably would have never got rid of them if I kept on had an allied property management doing it. But I got rid of them before the before. So you did well. I, before we, we did well. You we did, did really very well. well. We did yeah. very well. We did very well. But but to your point is, I had people in it that haven't paid me for six months. So if you multiply that by number of houses, talk about missing a month. Try missing six months. So it was, I was substantially upside down. So when I sold everything, I pretty much broke even. And that was with the indicator of let's just get rid of this stuff. We had leases coming up. We didn't renew the leases and we sold them on that. And that's another tr- tricky proposition is selling a rental with an active tenant. Yeah. As a real estate agent, that's a pain in the butt. That's a pain in the butt because of yeah. the showings, right? Yeah, and, and then it, and then it really splinters your today, buying pool too. Today in today's market, it's multiply difficult. Why? But if you're in the right location, right price, right features, right conditions, you're going to get stacks of people yeah. wanting to go through. And that. then you have to explain to them that there's a tenant there. Yeah. So normally, what I would encourage folks to do, you know, this isn't, you know, this whole. Um, you know, selling homes, and I didn't even look what the average days on market is. Let's, let's call it a week just for the heck of a conversation. That's not normal by any stretch of the imagination. Just like, like 3% wasn't normal, right? So, I mean, it's normal for homes to be on the market for a substantial period of time, you know, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, depending on... Longer. Uh, depending on that. In today's world, the answer is, Jerry, if you wanted to sell your rental on that, I would say, let's figure out when the lease is up. Let's, let's get them out, get, put a fresh coat of paint on it real quick on it. I've got people that can do that. Let's change the carpet out. I've got people that can do that. We'll get the photographer in, take a picture on it, and, and we'll sell it within a week. 
with people watching that I did that for. That would be my answer right now. It'll be clean, simple. You can run through it. We'll stack up showings over the next three or four days because we're going to put it at the right price. It will be the right features and it will be the right condition and you get it done. Where that becomes a problem is if you're on the market for a month or two. Now you don't have rental income for two months. So would that make any sense? That was a perfect explanation. Perfect explanation. Look at that. I, I actually know what I'm doing. And you uh, carry the show today. You're on point. Did I carry the show you today? The show. No, I thought you carried no, the show today. No, carry the show today. You this is your last Friday for a while. Last Friday for a while. For three Fridays? Um, I'd have to look at my phone. I don't. I think my next Friday back. Give the viewers and listeners a sneak peek to the uh, schedule. Who you got coming in? You got Quentin Beckham. I got Quentin Beckham. We love Quentin. We've got Neil. Yeah, love Neil. He's watching. Scott. Love Scott. Uh, and Nikki. Okay, so there you go. You got, you've got some rock Nikki's stars. great. I, I, uh, I, I have to tell you, um, it's with some huge intrepidation. Is that the right word? Ah, I think he's trepidation. No, trepidation. 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 Okay. I'm with I, you. I put an extra, okay. a picture of extra something. In front We're of with you. I, I, you know, that was probably my first Smithism for this show. Trepidation. Trepidation that I'm going. You know, one hand, I absolutely. I'm going to miss you. I, I miss you very much. Uh, I. I can't wait to spend two weeks. It's Mother's Day, right? Yeah. I love my wife to death. I know you We're going to be married for 37 years. There's not a damn day that goes by that I just don't go, oh, my God, I, I can't believe that this. We only knew each other for three months before we got married. Uh, both my daughters and mothers. I mean, this is pretty awesome. I cannot wait to spend two weeks with that woman. I've, and even though we're together every day, we're together every day, and we work together every day. But I can't wait to spend two weeks with just her and I. We'll do work. We always do. Right? We'll do three, four hours of work a day because that's just the way we're wired. But to spend two weeks with her, I just and that that little two weeks is an ability to reconnect because we're together all the time, but we're not connected. This is a therapy show. We're doing therapy, right? <laughs> you're I just, doing I, it. I think you're I, doing it on I, air right now. Uh, I, I, her and I go to therapy once a month. I know. You said that. Uh, I just can't wait to reconnect with her. I, I, I absolutely can't wait. Where I'm conflicted is I'm going to, this is, this is going to come out way wrong. I'm going to miss you. Oh, there we go. I'm going to miss you too, homie. I'm, I'm really going to miss this time. I'm going to miss talking to the viewers and the listeners. Same. We're uh, going to miss it. But I have to look at my phone. I, I'm coming back you're, on. You're, you're here Monday. Uh, yeah, this is my last Friday. Yeah, but you're here Monday. He's here Monday. Go get your Keith fix on Monday, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, Wednesday. Yeah. And Thursday, I'm hopping in the truck to go watch Rotten Grandkids. Yeah. And, we, we got you two more times. And then, uh, but yeah, I, I, I've got to look at my calendar to see when my next. I have a travel calendar. Who knew? He's got a travel calendar. So bougie. He's so bougie. Bougie. He's so bougie. No, I got to organize it. He's so bougie. Whatever, whatever June 7th, the Friday after June 7th, whatever that is. Judah Wickhauer is, is, is not bougie. He's very approachable, very likable. He's the I am of the approachable. Show. I know. He's not bougie. Keith does have a, he's a travel calendar, Judah. I have got a travel a calendar. Calendar to manage his travel. So do you know why I have a travel calendar? Because you travel a lot. No. That's why. No, it's my ADD. I, if I don't have something organized, I'll flake out. So. Keith Smith, jet setting, global trotting. I'm back here on the 9th. 
a man about town, and the executive producer of Real Talk with Keith Smith. I might have a tan. Show archived I at Real Talk with Keith Smith. I might actually, I might actually have a tan. I have no doubt you will have a tan. I have no doubt. That's the Italian in you. Judah yeah. Wickhauer's the director. My name is you Jerry think Miller. He's going to have a tan. This one. Judah did that sketch and that sketch on the red balloon right there. Um, the I Love Seville shows up in 59 minutes. You know what you could do in the I Will, the, you can have Keith here. Yeah, just hold that <laughs> up right there on the balloon. We put a two shot. We should probably do that. We could have some fun with that. What do you think, Keith? And then you go to the three shot. That's great. That's great. In fact, we should do that, Joe. Well, the question is, which Keith will actually we give We should this? just get like a Keith mannequin. Which Keith will actually give You this? know what this reminds me of is like Weekend at Bernie's? <laughs> like turn him into Weekend at Bernie's? Which Keith will give the better answer? You will. You do. You give answers. Um, I love Steve show, guys. You 58 get, minutes. You need to get one of those uh, one of those sound machines like you've got, except That's what I with uh, with Keithisms. So yeah. like, uh, right. really, uh, Judah? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's I give you idea. all these compliments about being an artist, and you I, throw me what, under the bus. What's wrong with this? No, there's nothing wrong with this. He loves the idea. I, I love you. Click a, talk with click, Smith. A, click a button and it says, oh, shift. Oh, shift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What the what? What the what? what? The what? what? what the what? Maybe what? yes, maybe no yes. Yeah, there you go. Oh, Neil used that on me in a meeting. What the what? what the maybe what? yes, maybe no yes. I'm trying to figure out how do we attach this. Hold on. Um, the things we do. I love Seville's show in 57 minutes, guys. Thank you for joining us. So long, everyone. All done. Yeah. Very well.